Uh, please note, uh, in today's episode, we're going to be using the phrase in leadership. Uh, and it's different than being a leader. Uh, the phrase in leadership is a political term. And I would like you to think about when we use it about your boss and all the bosses that you've ever had. Um, while people in leadership in the political sense um, don't dictate your tasks to you, they do dictate procedure and they do dictate rules and how this procedure is to be carried out. And if you think of um, all the people that have been your boss over your lifetime and why they have become your boss, I think you'll realize that they're not necessarily leaders. A leader is someone who inspires people to other action. Um, these can be the same sometimes. Uh, Nelson Mandela comes to mind, Ho Chi Minh. Um, but, but generally, a leader is inspiring people, especially when there's a power imbalance, to action and to solidarity. People in leadership are your boss. And I just want people to come to that realization. And now, on with the show. Comrades and friends, hello. Uh, we are here in the Highlands Bunker studio. Joining me is crew, is network organizer Ty Greer. Hello, Ty. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, I want to discuss something um, a little bit esoteric, um, but I knew that it would get uh, most people in trouble, so I had to call like a Soviet, a special Soviet council of, of Jerkyville so we could actually talk about it, you know? Um, so I want to start by, by reading this uh, tweet. It's from one of the new reporters, or fairly new reporters at the News Journal, uh, Amanda Fries. And I thought it was actually, um, in its simplicity, very uh, indicative uh, and very illustrative. This was from the 18th of January. The more I report on Delaware, the more I'm convinced that ethics do not exist. And most people in power are determined to keep it that way. And um, most of the responses she got were um, like, yeah, how, why did it take you so long to notice this? Um, and so I, I kind of want to dive into this uh, with the new, and we've talked about it before, but there's been a new um, or a few new um, pieces of news on the Net Darius Brown affair. Um, Darius was found not guilty of uh, whatever he was charged with, assault or, or disorderly conduct or whatever it was. So he was found not guilty uh, in that incident at the restaurant, uh, basically because um, the cameras that were there really didn't capture the incident in question or the alleged incident in question. And the people around, um, both the customers and the staff at the restaurant where this incident occurred, um, really didn't see it or couldn't speak to it like exactly what what happened, and so um, Darius was acquitted. Um, now there's a controversy within the Delaware political scene. Darius has also been accused of kind of going ape shit on Mimi Brown at a at a, a, a bill signing or some other sort of official event. I think everybody saw that and, and understands what happened there. I think everybody who is sort of in the know uh, knows that Darius isn't, you know, isn't really a great guy. Um, you know, I think we can we can accept that he has some some anger issues and the way he speaks with people and and his professionalism has come into question. I think with people that I trust and I've heard stories that have been not re not re not refudiated, but in any event, uh, I, I sort of understand why there's a feeling to take some other action in the Senate uh, for this behavior. First of all, uh, Ty, what's your, what, what's your feeling on where the thing stands now after the court verdict? And let's talk a little bit about like how it's sort of, uh, it's driving people apart. And I think that's the part we need to address. So I think it's really important to start with, you know, in this political climate that we're in right now, we know that just because we receive a not guilty verdict 
doesn't necessarily mean the person didn't do what they were accused of. We sat here and watched many police officers murder people in cold blood with video evidence and get off not guilty. So we're going to put that to the side. I think that before I can get to Darius himself, I always have to keep in mind of the victim. And I think that's like the biggest part where I've had a very difficult time taking a stand. I've had a very difficult, well, actually, I have not said anything publicly, which is unusual for me. I know. I haven't said anything publicly because I'm torn. I'm going to be honest. I'm torn. I'm torn because I feel like in today's society, women have a hard enough time being believed. And I just don't, I have a hard time. I don't know. I have a hard time. But on the other, on the flip side, I have to come back and say that I feel like that the actions that were taken against Darius were, as they always are when it comes to people of color and positions of leadership, they were way more harsh than they ever do. And they move so much more swiftly than anything else. So as you can see where I'm torn is because on one hand, do I think that he should be a resident of Jerkyville? Absolutely. <laughs> but on yeah. the flip side, we have to also worry about setting a precedent. So if I walk it back, my stance, because they did do him dirty. In what sense? When they, do you mean uh, like the sanction, the professional sanction? Yes, the professional sanctions. Like he didn't have to have a trial or anything, you know. Everybody else was swept under the rug. Let's be hush hush. Let's be quiet. But then when it came to him, it's like, oh, we all of a sudden know how to make decisions. Yeah, I mean, you you the first part I want to bring up, and I wrote it down because I think it it's not only is it very important just in general, it actually followed up on the um, on the tweet that I read. Uh, there was a, a second <coughs> a second tweet was like. Yeah, and the excuse for this is well, it's not illegal, uh, and and there's a there's a legal versus ethical question. Like, just because you're found not guilty and you're acquitted doesn't mean you're innocent. It just means there wasn't proof, uh, uh, sufficient proof to be able to to, to do something. So, uh, I I I appreciate that that dynamic. Um, I guess my my point is that that's just people. I think have to accept that. That's just how this is going to work. Like whether you what you think about somebody's ethics or what you think about their behavior um, is irrelevant when um, they have when they're in a position of political power and other people make the decisions about how the process is going to work. Not you or not not your cohort, not your group, not the people that think like you. So I, I you know, that's just a that's just a fact of political power. Um but the other thing that you said I think is incredibly important is, like, why why does the world need to come down on one person when – and I'm just going to say names. Like, uh, Andrea Bennett started in the, in the General Assembly. You know, look, we all know a lot of adultery goes on down there. I'm an adult. I understand people like to have sex. I get that. It's fun. Um, but the fact of the matter is that that kind of stuff – creates issues within the workplace that would not that are usually not accepted at most workplaces but that are accepted there when people have political power so you do you, you know you do adultery you know nothing nothing happens everybody knows that the auditor Kathy McGinnis has had dalliances with people in the legislature uh you know Everybody knows that, but that's not that's that, that that's not addressed. It will ne it won't be addressed because, frankly, it won't be addressed because one of those people is in the leadership of the house. So, like, like it's so I I I I have I I find it very difficult to 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 ask for more and more sanction and punitive measures being uh being foisted upon one person. When another guy can bring a loaded nine millimeter pistol into an airport and like it's just forgotten about. Now let me tell you, I don't care about guns either. I don't give a shit. But but if you're somebody who carries who who conceal carries a loaded weapon everywhere, that you carry it so much that you forget that you have it when you go into an airport, you're a weirdo. 
Like, that's weird. And so not, none of this is ever, you know, is, is Smick, is Steve Smike or Smick or whatever going to be investigated? Because that guy sounds like his career in the police department and the state police was a long list of just harassing, like, unfair workplace boys club bullshit. But nobody, again, that's not important. He's a, he's a Republican and other Republicans don't give a shit about that. So, uh, like, there there is a double standard and I am, I am want to to get your opinion about the NAACP's position here. Um, That's very torn. Yeah, they, I, 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 the, the, the press conference that they had, uh, basically saying, you know, this is, um, you know, they're singling him out because he's black, which I think should be said. I, I don't, I mean, that's, that's something, that's an argument that should be made. And that, you know they're they're entrenching themselves with the Darius Brown camp, and it's just causing these fissures within like the the people in the state and the people in the city. Um, and I don't know how to approach that, and I and I wonder what your like what your thoughts about that are. The press conference surprised me. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, um, and I was very. <clears throat> I'm torn. I'm going to just keep saying I'm torn. I was try- I've was i been trying to come up with a, how do I feel about this? And, you know, where should I, you know, put my uh, energy into it? And I, I, I'm, I'm a full, you know, supporter of NAACP, but I can't be on the front lines for this one. I'm just going to put it that way. I have not found it in my heart. <laughs> I haven't found it in my heart to be on the front lines because I feel like at the end of the day, you know, we fight this NAACP fights for the rights, civil rights. And so as a state conference, yes, maybe in Wilmington branch, I support what they're doing. However, I'm not going to say that I'm going to be there for it. The reason why I say this is because the ethical component, I would have to set aside how I feel about things ethically and morally and the victim. And he's shown a pattern of this behavior. So although I see that where the NAACP has to get involved to a certain extent, I think that people kind of have to look at it like this is business. Yes. If they don't get involved, then what? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do we start picking and choosing who's worthy of help? Well, I think one of the one of the issues I heard was, and, and I know this for a fact, so I, when... When uh, the officers, when the when the announcement was made that the officers who murdered Lyman Moses uh, won't be prosecuted, there was a press conference, uh, and 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 Mouse and the NAACP were there, and everybody was there. It was pretty well attended. And then a couple of weeks ago, or last week, I guess, on the anniversary of his murder, there was another event, and they didn't. They weren't there. Well, that Sunday, just that Sunday, they held a press conference with 12 people to get to make sure they're entrenched in the Darius Brown camp. Now, again, like I'm not look, I'm not going to pick people's priorities and like what they should. I guess like you said, like what they should get into and what they shouldn't get into. But I mean, there's enough blame to go around here about like who's sort of stoking. They're picking the wrong fight, I think. But again, it goes back to people who have political power. Here's somebody who was on the budget committee or a bond committee or whatever and funneled tons of dough into the neighborhood. Uh, but on the other hand, he's just a careerist Democrat. You know, I mean, this is kind of guy who I, I think he was one of the people who went out to Iowa to try to help that Joe Biden caucus shit. You know, he's just a he's just a, uh, you know, somebody who wants to advance his career. And so, like, do I really <laughs> I mean, is he's not a comrade of mine. And so. You know where does where where do my uh, loyalties lie? You know, so I, I'm sort of with you. I'm 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 really, I I, I don't really know. My 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 instinct is to just pull out and just be like, whatever, go, whatever happens, happens. But the problem is that people we work with uh, every day and organize and advocate, and people in in Dover and in the streets of Wilmington and wherever feel so strongly about this on both sides, like. If we don't get to some kind of, if we can't all agree on like what we should be doing, it's 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 like I don't want to say it's ripping the family apart, but it it is a little bit. You know what I mean? 
it, it, it is because, and this is like, this is the problem with, I say with the Democratic Party across the board. This is my personal opinion. This is my opinion, okay? I, I feel like when it comes to Republicans and even like with Trump, they know where they stand. They know the mission. They know the problem. We don't have a mission. Our mission is so broad. You know what I mean? That they, so this is the reason why we run into these things. Like, so when I say I'm going to just stand in solidarity with the NAACP, because I know enough from dealing with Delaware politics to know that it is deeper than surface level. Okay. Yeah. It is deeper than surface level. And it's probably less to do with Darius as a person and more to do with Darius in the po- political power that he holds. Um, a lot of times, like people don't want to admit it, but he, he, he is in the Senate. <laughs> there is people are going to need to call on him. He is doing some okay things. Yeah. No, I mean, look, yeah. <laughs> like everybody says, the guy, the guy, the guy brought home the bacon, as they say, you know, yes, and was able know? to funnel money. Now, you know, uh, if people in the community uh, think that that was put that was put to good use and that was a benefit to them, then yeah, I mean, it's all in the game. And I know he's put his name on. You know some criminal justice stuff too, and reform and, and, and reform. So, yeah, I mean, but, I, I but don't think. Yeah, 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 right. Go ahead. But the Lamont Moses thing. So then, how do we explain why we're not showing up for Lamont Moses family consistently? Yeah. How do we explain that? You understand what I'm saying? It's still Wilmington. You know, we we have the reports. We know that they're not going to do it. So, for what reason are we not picking that up? So, I think that. Rather than lump these two things together, I think that the people need to ask direct questions. Like, has anybody asked Miles? Like, what me? You know me? I'm the kind of person I'm gonna ask straight up. Why didn't why weren't you there? You understand what I'm saying? And I think a lot of things can be clarified by having honest conversations. Cause I think that's where it's a lot of assumptions and a lot of, you know, rumors going around. But I mean, and then have the expectations been set? You know, did Darius ask Mouse? You know. How do we get to this place? You know, I think that that's part of the problem. And I think if we, if people would set direct expectations, like this is what it looks like to support me. You know, this is what I would like you to do. And then give people the opportunity to say, yes, I can do that. Or no, I can't. Cause I'm quick to tell people I'm at capacity. I can't do anything else. You know yeah. what I mean? But what I can do is share your event or I can do X, Y, and Z offer support in other ways, you know? Yeah. I, I just, um, you know, I've had conversations over the last couple of weeks about this i guess you know as soon as as soon as darius was acquitted actually and and just yeah assuming that you know my assumption is that as silly as it seems um you know kathy mcginnis will also be acquitted in some fashion or i I don't even want to say i don't want to say acquitted I, i actually think maybe she'll pay some kind of fine or like something just like some sort of like prop because you can't i mean the, the the evidence is a little more cut and dry because it is what it is. Uh, you know, it's not like you have to depend upon, you know, what did the camera see it or not? Like it's on paper. But so that's one issue. But I don't think like in the grand scheme of things that this is something that's going to be, you know, f- adjudicated. And they're like, she's not going to go to jail. She's not going to prison. Uh, she's not like none of that is going to happen. And whatever is agreed to. Um, the flip side is that there's going to be, you know, very minimal professional sanction and, and people are just going to have to fucking live with it. It's business. Uh, it's business. It's, it's only business. And when I think, I feel like people come into this, like, you know, they have these standards of behavior or what ethics is, or like, especially, and again, I'm not diminishing, you know, any of it. I'm not diminishing, you know, the words people use, like Gerald Brady used, or or or, or the words that Darius might use, or the words that other the people that Republicans have used in in debate, in talking about people's religion, uh, in in talking about you know poor people and incarcerated people, uh, or bringing guns to airports, or or harassing people, or whatever. But the fact of the matter is that the only thing you can do to affect anything is continue to bring people together, use people power to stand in solidarity and, and get some of that power back. The idea, the idea that, the idea that I think 
that we're going to police, like we're going to have any kind of ethical and and and, and enforce ethical standards. Uh, I think people should just take the L. We're we're, we're not doing that. Um, I, I don't I don't see any other way than just to say that. I mean, people are not going to like it, and I don't know what else to tell you. So I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think that really. And also, too, you're also going to look at sometimes, and, and I know this is going to sound bad, but sometimes <clears throat> you have to take the L in order to win. Yes, I agree. I, you know, um, and, you know, you could say what you want. You you can, oh, Darius this, Darius that, whatever, or this person or that person. But sometimes removing somebody or something makes the situation worse versus better. Um, And... I feel like at this point, that's where we're at. No matter what action is taken, it's going to have a negative consequence to the whole community, whether he's left in place or he's removed. So we have to decide which one's worse. Yep. I think that's right. Yeah. I, and, and again, the other part of it is, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you remove them, all of these uh, uh, interests are going to feel hard done by, and maybe rightly so. If you don't, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, just can't believe that we're so powerless. Well, we are. And so that's it. That's just the answer. And, and yeah, I think you bring up a great point. Like, if, if he is removed, regardless of, like, the one side feels like a win, one side feels like a loss, or, or vice versa, like, what's the political ramifications? Like, I, my understanding is the people in the district who are, who are making sort of moves on the other side to be there to fill any kind of vacuum are not, are, are just as bad or worse or worse. Like they're not, they're not, they're not our, you know, they're not progressive leftist people trying to build people power They're They have small, they have very small, tight interests, you know, whether it be, uh, landlords in their district or the, the, the church structure and the preachers and the ministers in their district or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot more thought needs to go into uh, go into it. The, the, the last thing I guess I want to bring up on this specific topic is the last issue that was brought up when I've been talking to people is that, you know, Darius is in the Senate, state Senate, and because of electoral, some electoral victories, the 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 people who are quote in leadership the bosses of the senate are different now so you have the Sokolas, you have the townsends you have the tizzies and all that where in the house you don't have that you have you know uh, the auditor's boyfriend so 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 the the the, the argument went that <clears throat> there's an expectation that there's enough power that's been pulled back in the senate to take a different stance than they would eth- for an ethics uh, violation or an ethics investigation or even removal in the House. And I, while it is true that the people in leadership, the bosses are different, I think that that's like a real inside baseball. Like no regular person is looking at it like, well, the, the leadership in this House has changed and they're, they're really going to – like it doesn't really work that way. It is what it is. These the, the people in quote in leadership, your bosses, you know, they can have different opinions about stuff, but generally the shit has to run the same way. Like they're, they, it's not like they're they have like they're autonomous and they can just go and do whatever they want. It doesn't doesn't work that way. And so I I, I want to get people away from thinking about that too. Like, um, you know, let's not get too excited about you know the difference between you know Dave Sakola and 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 Pete Schwartzkopf. Like I, nobody, I mean, there's there's a small group of like politically like clued in people that would even understand what the difference is. So I don't like it's not really something we need to be looking talking about like the differences in leadership in the two chambers. That's kind of my that's my take on it. I agree. I don't think that it. In yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think that they. I'm just gonna say I agree and because I, I'm trying not to say nothing that will, you know. Add fuel to the fire. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, right, right. That. I because mean, look. I, I feel. I feel like we need to. I feel like this is distracting. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I feel like it's distracting, and I feel like that if anything, 
what I would like to see when we see stuff like this and people feel powerless, I want you to feel people to be emboldened. I want you to be empowered enough to primary them then. You understand what I'm saying? Get yes. in there and put you, get your feet wet. You, you know what I mean? Because it's easy to be in the, like, you know, a passenger or the back seat saying, well, you should do this, you should do that. Don't tell us how to do it, just do it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's absolutely. my take on it. I Let this empower do. you. Yeah, and I'm someone I I I th- I've thought about that uh you know under my own sort of political ideas. Yeah, it's not the f- it's you're not you don't have to excuse this behavior whether it's Darius or anybody else. You don't have to say it's okay. You don't have to but you can be like, "You know what? I'm going to let this sit." And 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 strategically think about what kind of pressure points you can use. A a good one would be if you find a candidate Especially if you find, say, a female candidate that can kind of, uh, you know, talk about these contradictions and, and, and offer you something more, say, and also bring up the fact that this guy is a, is a menace to society because he's just screaming and yelling and, and, and throwing shit all around, then yes, then, then, you can, then you can use that to your advantage. But, like, right. But getting into a street, getting into a, a, a with, with your comrades at the NAACP, or getting into these arguments in back rooms, or now having to like none of that's to our advantage, I don't think. And it's like just, I don't, I agree. That's the reason why. That's the reason why I have not really been speaking on it. I'm be one thousand percent because I feel like it is causing too much negative energy. And we have had so many good progressive ones. And we have so many legislation and stuff that we need to make, to get through. You know, we have so many. We have to work together. In the big scheme of things, this is something that we do not have the power with um, on us on the outside to do anything about it. We don't have the power. So we need to accept it. We can have our opinions. But this should not be causing the rift that it is between the comrades. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh... That's the thing that bothered me, and that, that's I think I think we'll just leave it there for this topic because that's exactly right. I'm just going to say like you did before. I agree. Like I don't I don't see I don't, I don't see the benefit. Um, you know, you'll feel better because a lot of like the 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 people who want to hold people to a tight like ethical line, and especially a lot of the, let's be honest, it's a lot of the a lot of the younger folks, uh, a lot of people who have you know the 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 way that. Um, workplaces and the way that schools and the way that those environments have changed a lot in, say, 15 years. I know because I, st- I started working almost 30 years ago and, and, and till now, and I know that workplaces and uh, how you interact with people in a professional way has changed. And so, like, I understand why people feel the way they feel. But it, it does, it's not, it, it doesn't, um, you know, that... That victory, there's no, there's a, there's, there's nothing to that victory. Like you'll feel like you were able to, um, to hold somebody to a high standard, which is good, but we're not in a position to do that. And I think we just have to accept it. And I don't, and, and, and move on because yeah, this is this what I'm, what I'm hearing from conversations about people who are sort of talking about this. And I, and it's funny because I kind of stayed out of it. My whole thing was I just love that when he was found not guilty, that he could go up. Because I had read something that, I guess the process, there was part of the process that could go to to Carney, and so the governor could, like, review and remove somebody or, or, or request something. It was some other sort of side process. And all I could picture is, like, Carney being like, try to do something, and, and Darius being like, I, I was acquitted, you know, fuck you. And I just thought Sorry, that was... Sorry, I was I acquitted. Thought, yeah, I... I thought that was pretty. I mean, just thinking of that conversation of those two people is very funny to me. So that was cool. But then I started, but but then I started talking to people, and I'm like, man, why is this happening? And I saw, you know, I saw that that press conference at the church. It was at the, it was at a church, right? Wasn't it? Or was it? Uh, it was it a past? I think it was. Yeah. I was just like, oh no, this is not gonna. This is not gonna help anybody. Like there's no there's no nothing here. And again, I understand people having you know wanting to stand behind somebody, um, but 
you know, we, I said it when it first came out. When you and I, the first time we ever talked about the, just the Darius situation, uh, and I mentioned, you know, I don't think his politics are that great anyway. I said, I, I hope he does. If, when all this when all this is dust, done and dusted, I hope he remembers who fucking stuck, stuck up for him and who didn't. Exactly. That's that would that would be my hope. I hope so too. And I, and and you never know. This might be a catalyst to him doing more progressive things that make sense to us. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, like I, I, I know. You know, again, he's 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 brought home the bacon to uh, to the community, and um, and so that that goes a long way with people. Uh, but it goes a long way with like very powerful people because it generally just helps people build new stuff and make more money. And so that's not really my, that's that's not the way that I look at change, is you know making sure more money is made by the same people who already have it all, um, even in even in districts that aren't you know well quote unquote wealthy districts. I, I just I I, I, don't, I this is a non-starter to me, and I hope people just forget about it. I mean, I'm sorry. I know people will be like, "Ah, oh, it's domestic violence. How can you say that?" Well, I just said it. Like, I'm not. I'm not condoning domestic violence. I'm. I don't think. I don't think it's good. I think it's bad. But like, we just have to learn to deal with bad stuff, uh, and 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 suck it up a little bit and be a little tougher. You know, toughen up. Like like Tony Ben said, just toughen up. Like because we're. we're because yeah, we're not. Like we're not in a position. You know, we're yep. we're in a politically weak position. We we you know you know we're there's a power imbalance and we're on the we're on the ass end of it, and so we can't walk around like we're going to dictate terms. We can't. We're not in a position to dictate terms. So you know that's that's what that is. I agree. That is our reality. Yeah. So I did want to kind of pitch and plug this uh, collaboration uh, between the Working Families Party and Network Delaware. Um, I, I, I Here's a way I'll do it, and I'd like you to talk about it a little bit. So I, I found out uh, a day or two ago, now Working Families Party has uh, every evening what they call office hours. If you're a member of Working Families Party, you can dial into it. Um, you can talk to the organizers. You can ask questions. You can just bullshit, talk about your day, whatever. And it just keeps people in touch, you know, and, and uh, it's fun, actually. I jump on it. I jump on a couple times a month just to test out like podcast bits. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like <laughs> it's like a little navel gazing. But in any case, now that Network Delaware, uh, now every Thursday, those office hours are going to include activists and advocates from Network Delaware, which I think is incredible because I know both sets of people. Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, if if this is going to change like the structure of these? Are there going to be sort of presentations and things that are covered, or are they going to stay fairly, uh, you know, sort of fairly open discussions? And like, if you want to bring in questions or you have an issue, you can, or you know, we can talk about trivia, you know, whatever. How, how who came up? How, how did the idea came up, and and how is it going to be? How is it sort of envisioned to to roll out? So funny, you should ask. The amazing Kirsten Walther, um, you know, she does office hours and she pitched the idea. The team loved it. Um, it's going to remain like a social, like unstructured. Everybody come in, you know, and share what you're doing, meet people. The idea is to get people to meet each other and have that social space. A lot of times, you know, in the work that we do, <laughs> we do a lot of work, 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 work you know, and especially with COVID, you know, people are missing that social aspect. And that's one of the things that Network Delaware, you know, when people, they have little gatherings and stuff. They, when I first joined Network Delaware, people always talk about, oh yeah, when they do this and they do that, of course, in COVID, I came during COVID. So now that was happening. So it's just a social space and um, it's going to be informal. We're not doing any trainings doing it during it. Informal. Last night we had amazing conversations. Um, it was great. Um, it was really great. I did join last night in the middle of my hoopla. Yeah. Life falling apart. <laughs> and there were conversations about like the political structure in Delaware. And oh, you missed a good one. You should be joining. Uh, yeah. I, well, I try not to because I feel like because I go on to like either ask questions or like follow up with people who are hard to pin down sometimes. Yeah, Kobe, I'm talking to you. And uh, he was there. Of course, yeah, he'll be there. But that's how I know. Like, like, usually I know I can get him because I know he'll be on office hours. Same with the like Rachel Guguar, uh even, even, even Carl. Sometimes you gotta fucking pin him down. 
but uh, but yeah, I, I, down too soon. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so every third, well, if you're a member of Working Families Party, these are available to you every, oh, I think six days a week. Um, six days a week. Mm-hmm. Network Delaware will be joining on Thursdays every week, and the best way to get involved is to join Working Families Party, or and or join Network Delaware. Go on their websites. Go on their social media. Figure out how figure out how to join as a member. Figure out what the events are, and then you will be included in all of this stuff. And you'll get all the gossip. You'll get all the funny stories. Occasionally, occasionally an elected official will pop on. Occasionally, I'll we pop on. on. Yep, that's right. Occasionally, I'll pop on. I'll do some sort of bit. Uh, sometimes it bombs. Sometimes it doesn't bomb. Uh, but yeah. Uh, sometimes I kill, sometimes I'm killed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't stress enough. Like, I think you said it perfectly. Like people, we talk about the work that's going on all the time and that we're canvassing in Sussex for an environmental thing, or we're canvassing in Wilmington for housing, uh, or we're doing a training for people who are going to be, uh, you know, campaign treasurers for working families, party endorsed candidates or whatever we're doing. And it's a lot of work. So it's fun to be like, yeah, actually, you just jump on a Google Meets and just, like, chill out. Just, like, read the news of the day and make fun of it, play some videos. Yeah, it's fun. So uh, I, I think it's really, really dope. I, I hope that, um, you know, that's why I wanted to promote it when I found out because I think it's another aspect of, like, collaboration and solidarity that people will get into. And it could be even a selling point. A selling point just to, as an access point for people to come into the groups and sort of see what's going on, meet the people, et cetera. So I, I'm I'm really, really uh, excited about it. I'm excited about it, too. And I think it's really because I know that, like, for certain people, like, sometimes if people hear me speak, they think I'm different. Like, people don't think maybe that I might be, like, a little bit assertive, also sometimes you? called aggressive. Yeah, never. No. You know. I don't buy you know, it. Um, (laughs) so I think that it's really good too, just for people to see that, like, you know, we are humans and we, we, we can't be nice. We don't always just attack people and, you know, like we're humans, we're fun. We, we do other things other than, you know, go over bills and tell people that they need to look into this and stuff, you know, we we do. Yeah. I think that's a great point too, because I, I, I run into that myself, like, you know, I'm always on here doing my shtick, you know, t- t- saying throw them all in the trash and, and, you know, and fuck these people, which, again, I, I'm not going to stop doing that. Uh, but, yeah, there's another aspect to it. And people are like, oh, OK, like I see like but but I, I think like for in whatever respect the work we do is public and a lot of it is it's a lot of like it's not personal. We try to make it personal. But if you're not in it, if you're not involved, you don't really see it. Um, you know, it's not, I guess it's formalized sort of advocacy and activism, or it's like, you know, attacking just to try to, you know, because, you know, th- this is the position that we're in. But I think giving people a different perspective is, uh, is, is going to be, I think it's going to help just bring people together more and it should grow the roles. I'm hoping, I'm hoping people are like, oh yeah, cause it's, it's also a good way. And and you probably run into this. I know this is Drew's. This is what Drew has been doing since the beginning. And you know, when somebody comes and says, "Hey, I'm interested," we we now know how who to point them to. So if you're interested in this issue or a campaign issue, we know how to in, in a formal process. We know how to get you training. We know all that stuff. But I think as 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 part of an intake, it would be cool to be like, actually, we just bullshit on the phone <laughs> for an hour every night. Why don't you just do that? Do that a couple times, and then you know, man. Th- maybe then you can go do something like canvas or something like that. Like it's kind of hard to ask somebody to like do a a formal thing, you know. Take this training to learn how to be a, a campaign treasurer, or to learn how to run a campaign, uh, or do, or like that's great. We still need to do that, and we will still do that all the time. However, however, like. As an intake thing, it would be nice to do something like a little bit more informal, a little bit more casual and like just friendly before we go and do like something, something more formally, I think. And then, too, I think it's good to for people to see that um, I talk about people all the time. I'll be like, oh, you know, Rob and Kristen and Carl and sorry. And now I have no idea what I'm talking about. 
Right. You know, and I think it's like really good for people to see the relationship and the dynamics of our relationships. How even though when they see us in these serious capacities, that like how we goof around and how we ask each other questions, and like I have certain go tos for certain things, you know. And I think giving people like like you know that opportunity to like walk into the circle. You know what I mean? So they don't have to be on the outside looking in. Like from day one, you don't, you want to get involved. You don't know where to start. Hey, come to office hours, you know? And that's like that catch all or that way to welcome people in. So the first time that they see people or, or they may see one familiar face and then like, you know what I mean? I'm going to greet you when you come in and Hey, like, you know, and I think that that's really important so they can understand that there, you don't have to work your way into the circle. You can walk into it and be part of us. Yep, Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a perfect way to put it. You do not, there's no, there's no test. You know, we, we're, we'll, 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 come one, come all, you know, now, you know, there's, there are, there are certain, uh, now in these groups we can, we can, uh, you know, we have a level of sort of discourse, but like the level, level fluctuates, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really stoked about it. So have you, have you moved house? Are you, are you in your new spot? I did. Yes. As soon as you move house, now you're going. You're going to get a new. Uh, you're going to get a new uh, rep down in Dover. I and, and 28 now, now baby. I uh, know. <laughs> so I said I, I thought you moved so you could run in this district. Is that what happens? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> could you imagine me like? Uh, we need a vote from uh, Taisha Greer. Like nay, nay, motherfucker. Oh, sorry. What were we talking about? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so that's that's great. No, I, I but I am and and this will come out on uh, on Saturday tomorrow. Uh, so it, it's already uh, public so we can talk about it. But yeah, Carrie's Carrie's run uh, for the state house is something that we're all going to get behind. Um, she is, uh, you know, we were talking about in leadership and leaders. She's on the leader side. Um, and I know that because if a leader is somebody who inspires somebody to action by their example and their and how they work, she's inspired me personally to do things I never thought I would do, like you know, do stuff you know in D.C. on the Hill, uh, confront people, uh, you know, canvas, start media. Like she's a, a very uh, important role model and leader for me because she's inspired me um, to think about things different way and work harder to to sort of create spaces where stuff can happen and I'm I'm just incredibly excited uh, that that Carrie Evelyn Harris is stepping up uh, in Dover for that house seat and I think the people of Dover understand that um, it's going to be a huge huge thing for them to have that kind of representation and to have somebody who uh, is going in for particular is motivated by particular things that um, are going to really help the people of that district in Dover. Yes, and I'm excited. I'm excited because um, she's been doing the work, you know, and she's been in the trenches, and I feel that. She's going to bring a great perspective when she wins because she's going to win. Yeah. I mean, everybody, the, the, the point now is just full court press from day one. Full court press. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some some maniac uh, jumping in there, you know, who's funded secret funding from, you know, the Chris Kenny's group or something uh, or Ben DuPont. But 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 let's let's be real. Everybody who, you know, whether you're, you know, no matter what side of of the fucking stupid Darius Brown affair that you're on, that's irrelevant. Stop worrying about that and start worrying about how we push Carrie Evelyn Harris over the line in RD32. That's what we should be worrying about. You know, that's what we have. We can we can organize and mobilize people power to, to get another real leader and inspirational figure into the legislature to help the, 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 the handful we have right now, another squad member. That's what we need to to be focusing our energies, you know, not whether, uh, you know, the leadership of the Senate can further sanction Dar- the, the acquitted Darius Brown. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So I'm glad we could put, bring it all together back yes. to that. Back to the yes. <laughs> Drive it home. And I, and I totally agree. And I think, you know, as you say, as a leader and as inspirational as she has been for you and others, I think it's important because Dover right now, and I'm talking about the residents, not the, uh, 
not the leaders. Yeah. Not the legislature, but the, the, legislature. the people that live yes. in Dover. People who live there, like they're on fire right now. Like you know, they're thirsty. They they're paying attention and stuff. So to have Carrie come in right now, oh, this is prime market right now. You know what I mean? We could actually get people inspired to do things that can facilitate change. Like what Dover be on the map now? Like we have to pay attention to thirty two. Like we can't let thirty two is not going to slide. Like we're paying attention now. I'm I excited. It. I know. I'm very excited too. Uh, anything else you're working on, uh, network wise, you want to plug? Yes. So, so what I'm working on now is I'm about to launch in a couple weeks. Don't tell nobody. Okay. This is insider information. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start working on federal organizing. I know, shocking. But guess what? I'm going to tie it home. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be working on federal organizing in order to show people like we may not be, we can't change our federal de- delegation. But what we can do is we can show people how, even though we may not be able to get what we need on a federal level, how it relates on the on the local level as a means to get people involved and in getting them to pay attention to our local elections and facilitate change right here in Delaware. Um, the child tax credit, um, paid family medical leave, there's lots of different things that on the federal level say they may have failed or whatever. But I want to use that because that's what catches people's attention. People pay attention. That's what they see on the news. That's what they talk about, you know, in general. I'm going to use that to get people involved in some of our local things and hopefully tie them into our issue campaigns. So that is the goal is to um, use federal issues in order to bring people home to Delaware. I mean, that's a great idea. I've always said that, like you talk about the issues we talk about, but it's not like what's on the news and people sort of get lost. But if you can make a connection and be like, oh, actually... Um, yeah, it's fucked up over there, but we can actually maybe do something over here, same stuff. I was surprised. Well, I shouldn't say that, but the one uh, – uh, and, and again, I didn't listen to it or watch the Carney State of the State. I can't – I tried to – I did last year because we were, like, stuck at home, and I knew that it was going to be a joke, and it was, and it was just so – it was so <laughs> – it, it was really demoralizing. You're like, that's our governor. Oh, it was like – it was very demoralizing and, like, sad. Um, But I did see that he uh, explicitly said something about paid family leave, which was which was interesting to me because that was that's that's the the cornerstone issue now of Sarah McBride, my state senator. And, you know, she has some cachet both in the state, in the state Senate and and nationally. And this was the this was the issue that she was going to champion this session. I noticed that uh, Deb Heffernan, who's getting a, a primary opponent, you know, snatched onto this like grim death. You know, she must know something. You know, she knows. And now the and now and now the governor has actually said it. And to get him to say anything is 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 a miracle. So so yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I I, I I don't know where I would put it on my priority list, but it's on my priority list. So I think it would be great to get family medical leave the, the way i mean we, we talked about it last session uh i had um uh liz richards uh i think you were the one you were the one who introduced me to her and had her on yes. yeah 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 great and um and yeah, it's uh, uh judge uh chanley uh Kuhn, uh wrote an op-ed and a call about it yeah so I, i'm i'm pretty excited that that will get done that is a big that's a big a big lift um you know, I, I, I guess because I don't expect anything to get done on the criminal justice side, um, I'd like to have something done on sort of like the the populist worker economic side. I'll take it. Yes. You know? Yes, so, we yeah, we're going to take our wins when we can get them. Yeah, sure. And it's going to, you know, the fact of the matter is, it's going to help a lot of working people uh, to get to be able to have paid leave like a, like a, like a, like a regular person who is a human being who sometimes needs to take care of themselves and take care of other people without like being broke and fired. You know, it's just, it's that, it's pretty much that simple. I, I don't know, you know, sorry, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited about that. And that, and that is a great idea because I think sometimes when there's a disconnect and, and again, it has to do with media too, right? Cause there's not really good media around here. And so people aren't really in tune with like, you have to, you have there's some way you need to be able to bring people into sort of the state stuff because otherwise it's not like right in front of their face. The national stuff's always in front of their face. So yeah, this is a this is a really cool idea. Yeah. So I'm excited. 
Nice. <laughs> so the big thing now is if you're excited about any of this, go and join Network Delaware. Go and join Working Families Party. Get involved with uh, Ty's work. Get involved with Working Families Party's work. Just get motivated because, you know, we're still in a position where we cannot influence political, you know, a lot of political ideas. And we have to accept that. And we have to be very strategic about where we put our energy, um, not only for making sure that we can grow our roles and, and, and get people to come and join us and stand in solidarity with us, but also for ourselves. Because, um, you know, burnout is real, folks. <laughs> you know, you don't, like, pick, you got to pick your battles. Like, I mean, I love to fight, and I fight every day, but sometimes you're tired, and I'm not going to, don't, I don't really want to take one in the face for no reason. Like, I don't mind getting punched in the face if you got to get punched in the face. And somebody needs to be out there throwing haymakers. But I do not want to be punched in the face for a dumb reason or no reason. Folks, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this uh, this COVID has uh, really thrown a monkey wrench into our routine here at the Highlands Bunker Podcast. Uh, while uh, Carl is on the mend, uh, he has some lingering symptoms. And he obviously is doing a lot of work for Working Families Party. Um, we did. We recorded this one virtually, so you know we're 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 trying to to get through it. Um, so we appreciate your patience. We know we dropped last week's episode um, just the earlier this week. This one's going to drop on Saturday. So we're working back into a uh, we're working back into a, a schedule. Uh, so we all, we appreciate your patience and we appreciate your patronage. If you are a patron, if you're not a patron, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheHighlandsBunker. Become a patron. Then you get little notes when something is late. You see what's happening. We're talking, and you know you're supporting our work. So we would uh, we would very much appreciate that. Uh, Ty, thank you again for for joining uh, Jerkyville, so, the Soviet of Jerkyville. Um, I really appreciate your uh, your ideas and your candor because uh, I, I was at a loss for for who to talk to about this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Glad we could be comrades. <laughs> Well, solidarity, comrades, left is best. And just off the press, press uh, machines, Surf license, surf fishing license go on sale on February the 1st. And they'll stop it.